Phil, that was Jorge Ferreira uh, in Barcelona, Spain. And again, for those listening in, if you heard a little bit of an echo, uh, it's because he had to find a room. We said it was a monastery room. It was not, uh, where he was uh, speaking to us from. Uh, uh, Phil, tell us, uh, he's associated with, he's at the California Institute of uh, Integral Studies. Uh, are you familiar with that institute? Uh, yeah, yeah. And tell us about I, it. I wrote about it in uh, American Data. Uh, well, it's, it's an interesting place because, you know, it came about, um, well, it's, it's an intricate history uh, that people can read about in my book because uh, Alan Watts, the great Alan Watts, was associated with it at the beginning. And it, it, was, it started as a small sort of institute uh, by uh, a, um, a guy named Haridas Choudhury who was a disciple of Sri Aurobindo and came here uh, to work uh, with um, cultural integration fellowship. People were doing this sort of East-West philosophy uh, back in the 50s and 60s. And, and then he started uh, another institute. I forget what the original a name was, and it evolved over time into the California Institute of Integral Studies, um, and it's expanded and grown into a, a you know degree granting accredited institution, and it's one of a few that started out to uh, specialize in uh, this integration of East and West and, and especially in the field of psychology, you know, Jorge gave us a, a bit of an overview of transpersonal psychology and it, it evolved out of that. And, uh, some of the other attempts have gone by the wayside, but uh, CIIS is still flourishing uh, very well. And they have a very, uh, popular, uh, program training, uh, spiritually oriented counselors and psychotherapists and scholars. Um, and there, there are others like it. Somehow this all seems to center in the Bay Area. Over, Interesting. Over, well, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it, it, what he said in the beginning was very interesting to me based upon a number of the other interviews we've done. He obviously had experiences in his life. He said mostly when he was younger that uh, couldn't be easily defined or properly defined by modern psychology. Uh, Kimberly Braun was just on, same thing. Uh, Rick Archer, a friend of ours, has a show, uh, Boot at the Gas Pump, he interviews a, a lot of folks that have had uh, these types of experiences, awakenings, whatever you want to call them. And I think for years, people went to psychologists and psychiatrists and they were told that there was something wrong with them. So yeah. uh, they, uh, th this is why, I, you know, my understanding is why transpersonal psychology has uh, developed. But I think for a lot of people, it's still not available. Uh, it's not as, uh, you know, out there where people aren't as familiar with it. And I think uh, we, we encounter a lot of people that have these types of experiences at one point in their life or another or continuously, and, uh, and they don't know what to make of them. And so uh, I think uh, the work he's doing is very important. It's very good. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I think uh, psychology is and should and hopefully will, will evolve to incorporate a, a broader range of human experience. Well, it is. It, it, it's it's an evolving thing. Um, you know, back in the '60s, when people like Abraham Maslow and Stan, Stanislav Grof and other psychologists uh, 
became aware themselves of you know the spiritual dimension of life and that there was higher states of consciousness than we we ordinarily experience and and that psychology was studying and 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 a big piece of this was psychology was very uh, oriented around pathology mm-hmm. you know we, you know I remember taking abnormal psychology classes. No one talked about how to be happy or how to right, be fulfilled exactly. or how to, you know, have ecstatic states as opposed to neurotic states or just being well-adjusted. What we called well-adjusted was the, the sort of goal of psychology, which was seen very boring to, to those of us who, you know, were young in the 60s. And all that exploration of there, there has to be more you know, some of the people doing that exploration were psychologists, and they they discovered in the uh, especially from the Eastern traditions that there was a lot more, right, right. and and that evolved, and and so that you know, and transpersonal psychology has never become uh, you know a discipline uh, the way uh, people uh, thought it might as a you know sort of popular and recognized uh, household name. And part of the reason for that is the recognition of uh, higher or more uh, fulfilled states of being in psychology mm-hmm. and, and the, um, the inclusion in psychology of an aspect of life we call spiritual. That became more mainstream, so the need for a separate discipline was 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 less, I suppose. Right. At least that's how it's. it's well, I, I went to, to graduate me. school in the '70s in clinical psychology, and right at that time, I started TM. I started meditating. I went on these longer meditation courses and stuff, and I thought, wait a second. And and the program I was in was very uh, psychoanalytical, and uh, there was just and and then that's led me to uh, move on. From graduate school because there were just uh, there was no uh, professor or anyone I could find uh, that could deal with some of the stuff that I wanted to deal with and discuss and think about. E- even though I, I I think look I think Freud brought a lot to the table the whole thing of uh, of the conceptually thinking of an unconscious that there's more to the mind that was all great but it was really uh, infantile in some ways compared to some of the uh, the the writings and teachings that were coming out of the East and again. A lot of this is is uh, discussed in your book, American Veda, about East and West, uh, East influence on the West. Uh, but uh, so I think that it's it's great what Jorge and others are doing, and I think it will continue to evolve. So I wonder if you went into a psychoanalytically trained, you know, therapist, uh, psychiatrist, and you told him you had an out of body experience, you know, he'd go right to the uh, He'd get out the prescription pad, and he'd be writing you all kinds of prescriptions to get you back in your body, or whatever. So uh, I, I think you know uh, there are legitimate experiences that people have, and maybe people have them more now that uh, modern psychology will be able to deal with. Well, that that seems to be the case. That you know, there's more um, awareness that these states are not necessarily pathological. Um, I, I don't know how much the uh, that has advanced, but uh, I think one of the reasons transpersonal psychology developed in the first place was that recognition. I, I remember people, you know, going having these breakthrough experiences and um, being told they're crazy or right. being put on meds, um, and, and you know, so. But it's less likely to happen now than it was in the past, right. I suppose. Right. He also he also mentioned. Uh, the San, San Pedro, San Pedro cactus, 
and we've had other people come on and speak about ayahuasca and research on psilocybin. And I mean, these are serious people doing serious research, not doing things recreationally. And, and uh, I do think that uh, we're coming to a time again when some of these psychotropic drugs or psychedelics or whatever will be used in clinical settings uh, to uh, help people <coughs> with various uh, uh, issues they're having or just simply healthy people to expand their vision or whatever. I, I think uh, I would want to say that I think they have to be very careful that at this stage, you know, it's not for experimentation. It can be uh, dangerous, uh, like any t taking any substance, but there's some serious research going on. <coughs> and, you know, if you look at Anthony Bosis, if you look at some of the other people we've uh, interviewed, uh, they uh, discuss the research. Yeah, uh, it's all very interesting, and, you know, we'll see where it leads. Uh, one hopes that uh, all that kind of research will, will be done uh, responsibly, and it won't uh, leak out of the laboratory in irresponsible ways, as it did in the past. Right, right. So, uh, Phil, we have a lot of stuff coming up. We have some uh, a Sikh gentlemen coming on the show, or we've already interviewed them. We'll be posting up. We had a uh, and many others uh, of yep. all all flavors. And uh, if uh, in our listening <coughs> audience out there, uh, you have any suggestions for us or any uh, points of praise or criticisms or whatever you want to tell us, uh, please go to spiritmatterstalk.com and uh, let us know what you're thinking. And uh, Phil and I are both always. Uh, available for uh, speaking engagements. If anybody has any ideas uh, or any needs, uh, we can we can help you out there as well. Alrighty. <laughs> Till next time. And, and um, I, we should and, and remind is, people yeah, to look at, look to look more deeply into Jorge's work uh, on uh, participatory spirituality. It's very interesting. Right. And they could find information online. This is June, June uh, July, two thousand seventeen. That this recording is being done. And um, we all are looking forward to Phil's biography of Paramahansa Yogananda that uh, will be coming out in the near future. April. April. All right. Over and out. Next time, Phil. Okay.